All right. Well, welcome to another podcast interview with an expert here on Tree Service Marketing Profits podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a very special guest with Don's Tree Service, Donnie Jones, the owner and founder of Don's Tree Service here in Metro Atlanta. And we're so excited that she's on the podcast today to share her business story, kind of where she started, how she started the company, where it is today, and all of those things. So welcome to the podcast, Donnie. Thank you, Wes. And thank you for having me on my on your show. I really appreciate it. I'm so impressed with what you're doing. So I just feel honored to actually be here and be able to share my story and hopefully uh, help a few people along the way. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Sharing your story will help a lot of people who are on the up and up, you know, maybe just started their company. So we're honored to have you to share your story about your business. So thank let's you. get started with like, how did you in the first place just get started in the tree business or the tree care industry? And, and when was that? Well, you know, I think it, I think I started just like a lot of people start in this industry. I grew up doing it or I grew up around somebody doing it. But my dad was in the tree care industry and I grew up being that little girl that would go, hey, I want to go to work with you, dad. And, you know, back then, you know, seatbelt situations were a little bit different. So he would, you know, let me get in the truck with him and I'd sit on his toolbox and I went to work with him and I fell in love with the industry you know, just hanging out with my dad. And then as I got older um, and became a teenager, I kind of fell out of love with it because as a teenage young girl, I wanted to do what my friends were doing and have a job at the mall and dress cute. And, you know, it wasn't cute coming home with sawdust in your hair at the end of the day, uh, waking (laughs) up early on a Saturday morning. Sure. And guys were not that impressed that I knew how to use a chainsaw at 16. So, you know, that well, they weren't going to mess with you. That's for sure. Exactly. Probably, huh? <laughs> you know, but then as I got older, I fell back in love with it. But yeah, that's how I got started. I was, I grew up in the tree care industry with my dad. Cool. Well, yeah, I have a similar story growing up. My dad had a plumbing company. Uh, he started that in 1987. So we, oh, wow. I started working with him on the weekends. It would be like, you know, school's out. It's a weekend. His helpers yep. are off for the weekend and they got a, yep. he's got a job to do. So yeah. he's in there waking me up. Hey, Wesley, you got to get up. Yes. We got to go on a job today. I'm like, oh, I think we man. had the same dad. I'm like, dad, it's Saturday. I don't really want to do that. I want to sleep in the day so I can yeah. relate. I know that yeah. story. And and I used to sit sometimes. So we had a, a the helper have the seat on the other side of the van. Yeah. Um, And then in the middle, we had a crate that I sat on. Yep. Going to certain yep. jobs. So it was like bouncing around and, you know, kind of kind of going back and forth and all that yep. stuff. And there was no seatbelt, yep. like you said. So it was definitely a different time and place back then. Exactly. Well, you know, um, I was a little bit of a brat as a kid. So when I was sitting on the uh, toolbox, you know, that was sitting right next to him, mm-hmm. when his helper came to get in the truck, I didn't want them to get in the truck. So they would have to ride on the back of the truck sometimes yeah. <laughs> if I didn't like them. So I wasn't, you know, I've, 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 I've grown to understand that that wasn't very kind you know? So. Oh yeah. 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 Well, in the back of the pickup truck riding too, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother um, story. Yeah. And so, but so you, you worked with your dad and you kind of learned the industry, learned how everything goes, learned how to, you know, do tree trimming and pruning and different things yeah. like that removals. And then, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because working with my dad, I didn't necessarily learn the business side of it in the proper way to trim trees. Because my dad, you know, was he, he was a true hacker, meaning the guys that would go out and top the trees and cut all the limbs off. That was my dad. Not okay. it was not proper tree care. But as I got older and started to learn more about the industry, I realized that we were doing a lot of things wrong. Um, and he was just kind of winging it. But he had built a good customer base that were loyal to him. And, you know, I just said, I want to do it different. 
you know, and so I, as I got older, I realized there was some, there was a better way to do things, but my, my dad, unfortunately didn't want to listen to his, his teenage daughter, but yeah. Okay. So you worked with him and then, so was that, um, you kind of taking over the business? Is that Don's tree service or was it? No, actually, um, to make a long story short for your listeners, I, once again, I grew up in the tree care industry, but I got out of it Mm -hmm. as a teenager and didn't go back into it until I was in my early twenties when my brother decided to start a tree care company of his own in St. Louis, Missouri. And in St. Louis, the name of his company was Don's Tree Service in St. Louis. Okay. And I worked with him doing sales because I'd have gotten some experience in retail and marketing. And so he thought, well, you know, instead of selling clothing, you can make, make way more money selling trees for me. And so I did that um, until it got to a point where uh, my brother was having some, some issues and I needed to make a living. And so I left the industry again, moved to Atlanta you know, got into network marketing and some other industries and decided, you know, wow, that's what I want to do until one day I woke up and the company that I was committed to, um, they just were not doing some things so great. And I just decided that I needed to go back into tree care. And I said, you know, the last time I was really happy was when I was in the tree care industry. And I literally have $43 to my names. And I said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm starting a tree service here in Atlanta, Georgia. And that's, that's actually how I started. That's a very interesting story. So you relocated back to, or to Atlanta and you already had that background of tree service. So you kind of knew it. I grew up in St. Louis, but moved to Atlanta and started a tree service here in Atlanta. Awesome. Yeah. So the network marketing and kind of gave you the sales and marketing skills and working for your brother. It that's did. what kind of, you know, you learn how to talk to customers and the public and that's everybody's right. different, right? You never know how people that's are going right. to react to certain things. And I did the same thing with my dad going on jobs with him because he did yeah. residential, probably 80%, 20% commercial plumbing. So same yeah. type of thing. I was going in and out of houses and doors and, you know, some of the moms would be like, Hey, you, you want a bowl of ice cream? And my dad would be like, okay, yeah, you can have a bowl of ice cream. So I'd be eating stuff on the job site. My dad's like, Hey, I need a tool. And yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be lost over there eating ice cream or something, you know, that somebody yeah. was trying to feed me. But yeah, so you learn how to deal with people doing that. And you yeah, working with my pay. dad and my brother, you know, first with my dad, then with my brother, um, I learned how to work with people. And it, I noticed that if you could make someone smile first, before asking them for money, it made a big difference. Or if you could make them feel good, you know? So instead of going in, you know, immediately talking about, you know, let's take down your trees or let's plant your trees. Let me find out what's the reason you called and what's going on. And so I, the, the people skills is what I learned mostly from my dad and my brother and also working in network marketing. So big yeah. Point. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. That's, it, it's all about that. It's about yeah. really helping the customer, showing yeah. them how it's going to benefit them and things that's like right. that. And so those people skills right. really go a long way when you start your own business. So that's then right. you started your business, you said, Hey, I'm going to go for it. I like that story too, because a lot of people, when their backs against the wall, that's when they're the most powerful actually, because yeah. that's when you, you don't have, you kind of have burned the bridges, so to speak. And so you yeah. just go forward with it. You're starting your business and I'm sure you start getting some customers, you start doing some work and you start building word of mouth. I guess it kind of started probably from there, right? Word of mouth referrals and stuff. That's exactly how it started. I actually, my, my first job didn't necessarily come from word of mouth, but it came from, you know, I'll tell you real quickly. Um, like I said, I only have $43 to my name. Uh, when I started my tree care company, because the company that I was working with in network marketing started having some issues, but I knew I couldn't do that anymore. And I burned through my savings. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start a tree service, but I'm probably going to have to start with used equipment because I don't have any money. 
And I thought, well, you know, I may not have money, but I can at least get some business cards, right? Mm -hmm. And so I went to, if you're familiar with with Atlanta, Georgia, there's an area called Norcross. Mm -hmm. And I went to a little uh, store there. At the time, it was called Kinko's. And I went there to make some business cards. And at the time, the smallest order they had was for $88, and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even get like, I got $44. I don't have exactly, any. Exactly, right? <laughs> so I gave the guy my little $43. I told him I'd bring the rest back. And I literally left Kinko's and was driving down Jimmy Carter Boulevard. And I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have to have a truck. It's probably going to have to be used. I'll, I can at least find out how much it's going to be to get painted, right? So I see an auto, auto paint shop. Um, to my left on the other side of the street. And I go, let me pull in here and find out approximately what would it cost to paint a truck. And so the guy behind the counter was Jamaican. And so I go in and I said, how much would it cost to paint a truck that's about 14 feet long, eight feet wide, four feet high, you know, thinking about the size, um, like an F600. And he looks at me and he goes, what's a little lady like you doing with a truck like that? Well, that's not a Jamaican accent. But anyway, that's what he said. What's a little lady like you doing with a truck like that? Right. And I said, well, I have a tree service. And at the time I had nothing but an idea. And he said, really? He goes, how much would you charge to cut those four trees down? And I gave him a price right there on the spot. And he goes, you know what? If you can do it for that price, you've got the job. When can you do it? And at the time I had nothing. And I said, you know, let me think about it. We're a little busy right now, but I think I can get to you by Saturday. This was a Tuesday. So that gave me enough time to line up, you know, guys, I could get the work done, figure out what it would be to get somebody to come clean up the debris, et cetera, et cetera. And that's actually how I got my first job was out of pure, you know, luck, so to speak. And then he started telling people about our company and then it just kind of grew. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what? One thing is, is you're telling everybody about what you do and you've got your business cards. And yeah. that's usually how things start spiraling and moving forward is you telling everybody somebody's yeah. going to ultimately need tree care, tree services, tree trimming, tree removal like this guy. So yeah. that's perfect. That's a good size job for you yeah. know getting that and getting, getting kind of off to the races from there. Right. So you yeah. got three or four trees removed. And I think one one good thing that you said there, too, was. Uh, sales is kind of like the the key as well. So it if you're really talking is. and you're really marketing your company, just talking to everybody that you talk to, you, sales right. is kind of key. So if you get the if you get the jobs, if you get the work, you'll kind of figure it out as you go, right? But if you're not <laughs> doing that so at true. all, you're not going to have any jobs to go on. That's right. right? That's right. So That's right. You got that Necessity one. Necessity is a great teacher. <laughs> yeah. And so you got that one, like you got that one locked in. He said, okay, um, yeah, we need these trees removed. So then what did you do from there to get the equipment and get everything scheduled to work it? Well, um, out of the blue, my brother had called me. Now, I think, you, you know, you may remember that I mentioned that he started having some issues. Um, the issue that he was having is he was having a struggle, starting to try to struggle with bipolar disorder. Well, he had got himself together um, and was kind of, you know, back on track. And I hadn't really talked to him much since I'd gotten into the tree care, since I'd gotten into network marketing. But when I left network marketing to get in the tree care industry, I was thinking, you know what? I should call my brother and get some advice from him. Um, but I don't know if it was ego or what, but I didn't. And so that day, literally, and I'm not even kidding, that day he called me out of the blue and was like, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to come visit you. And I say, well, you're not going to believe this. I just started a tree service. And he goes, are you serious? He go, I go, yeah, I literally just started a tree service. And he's like, well, girl, I'm going to come down. I'm going to come hang with you. And I was like, when are you coming? He said, Saturday. 
He the, the day that you needed Saturday. to get the work done. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my brother came down, um, did the first job for me, and then when I went to go pay him to, you know, for climbing and for getting, and he brought one of his friends down. Um, that's also in the tree care industry. Um, his all of most of our friends were in the tree care industry from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and we brought his friend down. Neither one of them really wanted money. They just wanted to help. And they told me to take that money and get myself a chainsaw. And then as far as the cleanup was concerned, I called around to different tree services. And there was a tree service here in Atlanta, Georgia, that just thought it was so cute that this girl was starting a tree service. So on the phone, he thought it was a joke. He goes, I tell you what, just give me 50 bucks to come clean up, to come chip up the brush. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, you haven't looked at it. And he's like, nope, just give me 50 bucks. I was like, I think you need to look at it. He goes, little lady, I'll just come clean it up. So we built a relationship. He, he, sure enough, he showed up at the job site and chipped up the brush and everything. But the funny thing is his trucks didn't have any lettering on them. Mm-hmm. So the guy that we did the work for thought that was my truck. Wow. Yeah. Started telling people, oh, this little lady, she's got a tree service and she's got trucks and equipment. And that's how I started. Well, that worked out in your benefit. He saw yeah. that I was serious. He started charging me more and more and more. And I was like, um, it's time for me to get my own equipment. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I started. We started with a, a old, um, not, it was a 1986 F600, I believe it was. That's what we started with. Really, wow. really beat up trucks. So, yeah. So that's awesome. So that's that was kind of like a commercial job, I guess you would say, right? Because it was on. Yeah, a, it was a, a small a, commercial job. It was four trees. They weren't that big, but it was enough to kind of, you know, get me a chainsaw and, you know, build my confidence that I could do this. Well, that's yeah. awesome too. And and I think uh, some of the cool things, if you don't even have the equipment yet, there's other companies around that are willing to probably come over yeah. there and do it. So you can sub yeah. out some of the work if you need yeah. to. So you yeah. just get busy selling, getting those jobs lined up and getting your yeah. schedule booked out and you'll yeah. figure out a way to get it done. Exactly. But yeah. you also figure out after you do that for a while, you figure out it's important for you to have your own equipment and not to be subbing out because after we started doing that for so long, it only took about a month or two for me to really get to the point where I was like, no, I need my own equipment because, you know, my biggest thing was customer service. Coming from my background, I knew customer service was king. Mm-hmm. And when I say we're going to be someplace to clean up debris, we need to be there. If I say we don't mess with drugs, we don't do we don't deal with drugs, alcoholism or anything like that, I need to have control over who's going up those trees. And so for us, there's a lot of issues in the industry and I just didn't want any part of that. So I just started looking for my own people, people that had a good head on their shoulders, um, people that wanted to work, people that wanted to show up on time, people that didn't dibble and dabble in drugs and, and stuff like that. And so we started with a small group of guys and I found some key leaders within my organization that helped us to grow. I mean, we've got people in our organization that have been with me probably 14, 15 years um, and it's been a blessing. It's really been a blessing. So I have to say that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people in my team like Ayud, like Adi, like Peachy. And, you know, these are just guys that are on my team that have been up, been with me for a long time, but they are the core group of people that helped us grow. And specifically Ayud, he, um, we, we wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for him um, and his family. So yeah, but just finding that core group of people that help you grow. And then I've got a great support system with my administrative staff. You know, we've got two people that run customer service. And even if I'm not there, I know that our clients are going to be taken care of. And that's that was important to me. 
So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's and really of course, cool. my husband. I can't forget my husband. <laughs> yeah. We got to go around the horn here and make sure everybody is think. I get it. No, that's awesome because it does take a team. You know, it, it but does my, take a team. Yeah. I, I met my husband in network marketing, mm -hmm. um, but he was always very tech. He was not a salesperson. So that was not his jam. But um, I noticed that he was very technical and we became very good friends. We fell in love and, um, you know, he's now my business partner, but it, it, I take care of the sales and the, you know, the marketing end and everything. And he takes care of the technical end and him and I, you um, create a synergy to help run everything. And so we're, we're blessed to have that. Well, that is awesome. So it gets start off and it, it starts kind of getting some momentum. You start getting the equipment, you're subbing out less, you're doing more of it on your own, just complete end to end job sites and everything else. And yeah. what do you think was the biggest driver of your growth over the last however many years? Was it was it marketing that you guys are doing or specific types of marketing channels or is it mainly word of mouth or how did that kind of started, keep snowballing? And, and I'm glad you asked that because I, people ask me that and, they, and it's because they'll see a billboard or they'll see a Facebook post or they'll see something on Instagram and they're going and they're like, oh, the billboards must really work. Oh, my God, the Facebook must really work. Oh, my God, I saw a flyer and that that's what that one thing is what really works. The basis of everything you do has to be incredible customer service and great work. After that, the marketing can take off because if it takes off and you don't have great customer service and you don't have good work ethic and you don't do what you say you're going to do, it's all going to fall apart. But for me, um, we started off with flyers, mailers and everything. And then, of course, then we started doing billboards. But the biggest driver, I would say, of our company is uh, Internet marketing and our billboards and our billboards are so uh, what supports the billboards is the Internet. In other words, we, you don't throw a billboard up and people are like, oh, my God, let me call Downs Tree Service. That's, that's not how that works. What happens is they'll see a Facebook post or they'll see an Instagram post or they'll get some email marketing or, you know, they'll see one of our trucks. And then by the time they see that billboard, they feel like they're familiar with our company. So by the time they do need tree work, they're like, oh, I feel like I know them, you know, so it's like mm -hmm. layers. Um, and we've really started to focus in and hone in on, on internet marketing, uh, meaning more social media, uh, getting more done on Instagram, being more sociable. It's not just put about putting a, a picture of the crane up. It's about meeting our people. It's about taking pictures of the guys having lunch. It's about maybe me sharing some information about my family or a cute picture of my daughters or even the dog so that people feel like they get to know you. And for everyone that's different, you know, like some companies it's only pictures of the crane and the trucks and the tough guys. For us, we felt like it was important that people got to know us as people, you know? And so a lot of our internet marketing is the people um, in our organization or, you know, my family. Great points and great shares right there. Because I think what you said was pretty powerful there. The billboard doesn't necessarily generate motivated tree service leads on demand. No. What it does is it markets and brands your company. So where they see you there, they see you on Facebook, they see you on Instagram, they see you on LinkedIn, they see you on Google search, they see your trucks. And that's what we always promote and suggest to our clients is multiple lines in the water because, yes. you know, sometimes one might dry up or it might not be good in your area, but the other five that you have are right. So yeah. you kind of track everything, test everything and just keep moving forward with what's working the best. Yeah. And so when you're doing multiple things at once, it's just, you know, you people just can't 
help but remember your company. Absolutely. One good strategy too is if you're getting a lot of website traffic from maybe Google ads or SEO or just the, the branding from the billboards and things like that is retargeting all those visitors on That's Facebook, right. Instagram, Google partner sites, which are called digital billboards. Yeah. And those really drive home the, the brand really, really well. That's too. correct. Kind of just like the regular I, I offline billboards. That, but that's, I didn't say that specifically, but that's mm -hmm. what I mean when I say internet marketing, our website, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, um, getting lead, we'll, we'll get leads from our website, but it's also important that once you get those leads, that those leads are followed up with immediately, not mm -hmm. a day later, not 10 hours later, like immediately. Mm -hmm. And what I'm, I, I can't tell you how many people will say, oh, we filled out your page, but we also filled out a couple other people and they haven't called us back. Mm -hmm. I mean, big. you're putting money into marketing, but then you're not following up on it. Mm -hmm. it, it that makes no, and the other thing is referrals, mm -hmm. referrals and asking for referrals. And, and even after you do a tree job, following up with that client and making sure the client was happy, you know, getting great testimonials. Those are the type of things yes. that have really built our brand, you know? Yes, and it's important agree. for us because there's all kinds of tree services out there and some of them have really great rep reputations and some of them not so great. And we wanted to make sure we differentiated ourselves from anyone out there that's not so great. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we have a big focus on getting Google reviews, Facebook reviews too, because if all else is equal and somebody does yeah. a search for a tree service near me and they're in your market and they find you 10 companies or five companies, well, if there's one with one one-star review, and there's one with 75 five-star reviews. Well, who would yeah. you choose to call, right? So right. it is very yeah, important, you know, and, and, not, and, and sometimes it's, they're already looking up your company to call you, but maybe your reputation yeah. isn't so stellar. So they might call one of your competitors. And the other thing that you said too, was about, you know, getting back with those leads immediately because yeah. on the internet, you don't have their attention, but just for a few minutes. So when they come to your website, submit their information for an estimate or they call, if you're the one that, that takes the phone call or calls them right back, more than likely, if you're a fair price company, you're going to get that work. Um, right. I can't tell you how many people say, you know, we've, a lot of our competitors don't even answer the phone. And, and sometimes yeah. we've even done marketing for some companies and they don't answer half of the call. So it's like, you know, that, that definitely is, is kind of money wasted, right? Because they're not going to answer the phone in two days when you call them back. They've already gotten a tree company. They've it. already got a tree company. Yeah. yeah. So quickness is just very important. It is. It is. And not only that, I, I've found that when you can provide great customer service and great follow-up, by the time you get referred to someone else, you don't necessarily have to compete on price, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if you are competing on price, I always tell people, you know, think about how you want your reputation to be. You know, do you want to be known as the cheapest tree service? We don't. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many customers go come to my tell us, oh my God, you guys are so expensive. And my next estimate, they're like, oh, you guys are reasonable. Yeah. You know, right. it's, it's like, yeah. So. You have to charge what makes sense for your business. You yeah. Know? And you can't worry yeah. about everybody else. Now you can't be like triple everybody, everybody else, but you still now, have to. Some of my team members say we need to charge more, but I, that's a whole nother story. Exactly. Well, do you have any kind of like special initiatives or offers for people to give you reviews? Hey, we'll give you, you know, a hundred bucks off your invoice. If you give us a five-star review, or do you do any kind of things like that for initiatives or? Well, the way, one of the ways that we get great reviews is we ask the customer, like, because we do a follow-up, when once we do the follow up, I feel like I'm getting ready to give away one of my favorite things to do. Once we do the follow up, if the cut if the job went really well, we'll let them talk about what they liked so much about it. 
And they'll get to going, oh my God, you guys were so nice. And you was so great. And Abby was so kind. And Dolly, she was just great over the phone. And she even sent me a card about my grandma. Da, 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 da. And I'll let them go on for a few. And I try not to take too long, but you know, we'll let them go on for a few minutes. And then we'll say, well, you know what? Could you do me a huge favor? And a lot of times when you say a huge favor, people will tense up like, oh God, what do they want me to do? Right, right. And you say, it would mean a lot to me if you would take the time to sit, to write a, um, a review for us. And they usually will say, oh my God, heck yeah, I'll be happy. Oh, I can do that. Absolutely. Great. Right. Then what I'd like to do is I'll just go ahead and text over a link to our Google review page. If you'll just say some nice things about us and give us a five-star review. In fact, I don't tell them to give us a five-star review. I know that that might be the thing to do. I want them to honestly give us a review from their heart. So, But I already know by the way they're talking to me, when they say, oh my God, Donnie, you guys are the best. I already know we're going to get a five-star review. But here's the great thing about follow-up. If we follow up with someone and they go, I mean, your guys were great and you guys did a great job, but I'm going to be honest with you, Donnie, that, you know, you guys cleaned up, but I feel like in the backyard, they just didn't, they didn't tidy up as much. And I was, I mean, you guys did my neighbor and I just feel like maybe you didn't, you could have did better on mine. Guess what? That is not going to be a five-star review. Sure. But that's not. And they're going to go, well, you know, and then it rained outside. and I feel like there was some mud left on my driveway. That's not a five-star review. But what I can do is because I'm following up, you know what? Let me send some guys over there to kind of clean that. I, I'm, I apologize. I am so sorry. Let me send some guys over there to clean that up. So by doing a follow-up call, I get to fix whatever was wrong. And then in turn, because they see me put the effort into fixing what's wrong, they will call us again because they just said we did do a good job. We just missed this, that, and the third. The next time we do a job for them, I can get that five-star review. But they at least see that I care enough to make it right. And you wouldn't believe how many companies don't even care enough to try to make it right or admit where they dropped the ball. I see it a lot. Like, and then those yeah. follow-up calls, which we religiously do it. Every single customer in our custom company gets a follow-up call. And we actually, we've always done follow-up calls, but more so in the last two years, we've honed into making sure every single customer gets a follow-up call. And we used to not do that. Now it's mandatory that everybody gets a follow-up so that we can know, hey, where we did something great and we can ask them to give us a review or where we were a little soft and we need to do a little bit better and we can go back and make it right. Well, those are great shares. I mean, you guys are doing a fantastic job with your reputation online and just as a business. Because I looked at that, you guys, you got huge high ratings. Everything looks awesome. Thank and you. I, I always tell clients that too, because we give them a specific tool that helps get a lot of those Google reviews coming in after each job, just like you were talking about. Yeah. And I always tell them, hey, tell the customer, hey, look, it would make a huge difference for us. It means a lot to us. If you can give us a quick online review, it won't yeah. take you but 30 seconds. If I send you a link on your text message, would you help us out? And uh, if you butter the bread, so to speak, before you send it, then yeah. more likely they'll do it, right? That's right. Um, and just let them know. Say, if there's anything that we could do to, to improve your experience, let us know. We'll come out and make, make it right. But what you said is pretty powerful there. There's a lot of people that won't even do that, whether or not it's because they're too busy, they don't have enough crew or enough personnel to go back on a job and do that, yeah. or it's just that they don't care. Either way, those bad reviews come in and it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look good on your company if you allow That's too right. many of those to come through. That's right. right. Well, you know, you know it's, you've done your research. So mm -hmm. nobody, no company is perfect. And I appreciate your, your you giving us um, a pat on the back. But we have had something where we've dropped the ball. But what's important is to go back and acknowledge that. 
And so we respond to that. We're like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. We should have, you know, let me find out what, what happened. And I know that, you know, you're not happy right now. And I, I, it'll be a challenge for me to put a smile on my, on your face, but I'm going to do what I can to put a smile on your face. And if I can't, I want you to know that at least I'm interested in doing better next time for the next client, you know, that kind of thing. And people are very receptive to you admitting when you're wrong or where you could have done better. And a lot of times as business owners, you know, we're busy. We may have missed a call or didn't realize that they had complained about something, but by taking the time to follow up with these clients, you figure out where your soft spots are and who in your organization you need to, to work with to, to tighten things up. But luckily I've got great leaders in our organization to where if something's not hundred percent, they take care of it. You know, um, internally, a lot of times before I even get a chance to take care of it, but that goes back to having great people on your team. And that's you know, kind of your um, core values and your mission yeah. statement. And that's how everybody should operate every day. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's, that's a good share too. That's, I mean, that's exactly what you want all your people to be doing is the right thing out there. And, and another thing too, it's inevitable that you're going to get a bad review. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it's like, if you, if you just constantly get five-star, four-star, five-star reviews all the time, because you're doing the right thing. And maybe sometimes, you know, one day you run over somebody's grass and they're having a bad day. They want to go give you a bad review. But we just had a client get a bad review because they were two doors down from this homeowner that got mad that the chainsaws were going at nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, there's nothing you could have done to avoid that, right? And so I just, you know, respond professionally, you know, on the review. We're really sorry. We were so loud. This is tree service work. It can be that way. We apologize, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you got to do to kind of just at least respond to a review like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are doing great with that. And it, it sounds like you guys are growing your company. You're moving forward. You're getting larger and getting bigger. What do you say you guys are running a couple of crews, three crews, four crews? At um, this we point? run four climbing crews and three, three cleanup crews. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, three, sometimes four climbing crews. Um, Great. More so four lately. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, three cleanup crews. So yeah. So you guys are in kind of the tree trimming and pruning and removal. And do you guys do any kind of the PHC, plant health care work? Or are you guys... We- mainly we, just tree work. We, um, that is actually an avenue that we're talking about going into. We've made our name uh, with technical removals. And of course, that can be really satisfying um, being able to take down those big trees and technical um, trees. But there's so much to be done in pruning and in plant health care. So we're looking to kind of segue into that more um, because there's so much opportunity in, in it. But we've kind of made our name with technical tree removals. Um, in, in that kind of a situation. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So the, the traditional tree service, tree care work, and then moving yeah. into plant health care, tree care, maybe fertilization, things like yes, that. Yes, we're I mean, looking to go monster- We're not there yet, but that's what we're looking to do. That's yeah. great. No, we've I've seen a lot of uh, tree companies do that and literally double or triple their business going into that market because it's more repeat yeah. business. People need you to that's come right. back routinely. So that's, that's good. Right. And you've already got a client base. So a lot yes. of that is just educating your client base on email marketing with things like that, that you do wow. and going on appointments, which it sounds like you're already doing a lot of that. When yeah, but you might be able to help me do a little bit more. I love what you're doing. I love what yeah. you do for health tree, tree services. I mean, seriously, I don't, your mission and I've seen you grow over the years. So seeing you do what you do is inspiring to me, you know? Well, thank you. Yeah, we love what we do and the companies that we work with. It's just been, been gratifying helping them grow their companies and, you know, it's not always perfect, but we, we have, we have our niche kind of picked out and we do have some that do plant healthcare and have moved into that space too. So it's, I, I just see that 
the bigger companies and the most successful ones, they do add that on because it, it literally, if you can service a lot of the same customers with that service too, it can help you double or triple your business pretty That's quickly. Right. Um, That's right. It's because there's only so many maybe that you can remove or trim and prune, but That's this is right. something else, especially for commercials or agricultural or, you know, universities and things like that. So, well, this is awesome. These have been really, really great shares. What would you say like to maybe a a starting tree service company who's aspiring to be like you grow their company, have a big name in their local market. And they're just, they're just, you know, they feel like they're not growing fast enough and they need to really get out there and just keep moving forward, put the right foot in front of the left every day and keep doing it and keep growing it. What would you say to that person? I am a firm believer in inspirational dissatisfaction. Um, what I mean by that is that it's okay to be dissatisfied with where you are, but you have to be grateful for where you're at. You know, you've got to be thankful that you're at that starting point, even though you can see down the road, you may not be there. So one of the biggest things is to, to kind of be thankful for where you're at and be always trying to get better um, and focus on what you're good at and then outsource whatever you're not good at. Like, even though I'm, 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 I'm great at sales, I'm great at marketing, accounting is not my strongest suit. So I have people that help me with that, but I still have to look at the numbers, you know? And so that's the other thing is as a small business person, know your numbers. Don't make the stupid mistakes I did, which is, oh, we're just making money and spend it, making money and spend it. And, and in the tree care industry, believe me, you can make a ridiculous a lot of money and then wonder what happened at the end of the week. Um, the other thing is as a small business person, make sure you get good people and do not have any, any, what's any, what's the word, any patience for anything dealing with drugs, alcohol, especially in our, in our industry. It seems to be like, it's, it's, well, you know, that's just how it is. It doesn't have to be that way. If you set the tone for your industry, for your company, if you set the tone that there is a zero tolerance for drugs or alcohol, if you set that, it, it, it you know what I mean? I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about a glass of beer or uh, I'm a glass of wine or a beer after work, whatever. I'm talking about people showing up, not a hundred percent in the right head space. There has to be a zero tolerance for that. So um, inspirational, going back to inspirational dissatisfaction, write yourself your goals, write out your goals, Okay, you want to have three month goals, six month goals, year goals, three year goals and five year goals and even 10 year goals so that you have an idea of where you're going and figure out where your soft spots are. Work on those. But if it's something that you honestly know is not in your wheelhouse, shore up your strengths and outsource your weaknesses. That's that's what I would suggest. That's awesome. That's great. And, and, And invest in your equipment and maintenance. I, I burned myself so much not maintaining our equipment. We used to joke that, oh man, we're going to ride and we're we going to, what was, was we going to roll until the wheels fall off. That is not <laughs> a good philosophy. Sure. You know, you, if you can't afford to, you can't afford not to. If you cannot afford to get your equipment fixed, you can't afford not to get it fixed. Take the time to get it serviced. Yeah. Preaching to the choir right here, because there's still days that we're like, man, we got this big job coming up and we got to do this. And and luckily we have multiple, you know, chippers, chipper trucks and stuff like that. But there's still, you know, times when you're like, okay, we need to shut that truck down and get it fixed. Take care of your equipment. That's the biggest thing is don't be stupid like me and not take care of your equipment in the beginning. 
Yeah, it's easy probably to look look or overlook that because you're yeah. so busy. You just want to go make money, but eventually something's going to break down if you're not servicing exactly. it and maintaining it, and that's going to be downtime. That's right. You know, then that's you can't right. finish the jobs or you can't go on new jobs. So, yeah, we see that happen sometimes with some of our clients. Uh, they yeah. get little pickles here and there, but that's that's really powerful. I think just yeah. you're just sticking with it, working hard, keep moving forward, keep doing you know, different types of marketing. At first, you're going to bootstrap. You're going to put signs out. You're going to get yeah. your cuts wrapped. You're going to do flyers, things like that. Business cards. Just tell everybody that's within, you know, 10 feet of you what you do. And like you, you, you landed a really nice job at the place for the, the auto that does the, the paint, you know, on the yeah. or does the truck wraps. I mean, it's, it can happen anywhere. But you just um, said something that you, that's, you don't, how do I say this? Nowadays, it's actually free to just take a picture of a job done well and put it out there on the internet. Very true. you got to become, mm. you got to become proficient with social media. And I'm talking to myself again, I use social media, but with people out there like Wes that can go out and help partner with you to, to help you with your email marketing, um, your software, having good software, like we use good software now to help us capture those customers. I was going to ask you, which one do you use? Which one do you use? Jobber. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's four or Jobber five good ones. I think that are perfect. Are and I mean, we, 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 everything is integrated, but going back to your marketing, internet marketing, social media, and, and we can't use that. Well, I'm not good at this stuff. Well, you know, you weren't good at using a smartphone or, you know, or used to use a flip phone or a Blackberry or whatever came out next tail, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And you figured out how to use that. So you've got to learn to use Facebook, Instagram, I'm struggling with TikTok right now, but I'm learning. Yeah, um, that's the newest marketing. thing out there. Yeah, email marketing, you know, mm -hmm. and if they don't know how to do it, they could always talk to somebody like you. Yeah, we could get them all ramped up where they yeah. get found online all over the place. And you do a really good job on social media. I see your post all the time. Thank you. So it's really good. It just keeps that awareness. And you can't yeah. post enough on social media because people yeah. aren't on there all the time. So yeah. even if you post five times a day, only certain amount of people are going to see that anyway. Exactly. Facebook will run ads to make everybody see it instead That's of just right. organic. So, yeah, but it, it sounds like this has been great, Donnie. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sharing your business story and um, coming on the Tree Service Marketing Profits podcast. I think it's been some really good nuggets there that a lot of people that are on the up and up, you know, growing their company, getting started. Maybe they're already three to five years into their company, but they need to hear from other people right. that are doing the business, that have been in the business for 10, 20 years, just to kind of help them know that they're doing the right thing, right? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. going to be okay. They just got to work hard, get a good reputation, make sure they do the right thing out there, like you say. And that's right. I think that's part of it. It's the quality assurance part after every job is call them and ask them how the, how the service went, right? That's right. And that's embrace your uniqueness. Yeah. And each one of us brings something different to the table, you know, for the longest time, you know, not to, you know, just, just to talk about the elephant in the room, but for the longest time, whenever I talk to other marketing people, um, that, you know, wanted to teach me how to do marketing or thought they knew more about the tree care industry than I did as far as marketing is concerned, they would always say, don't show your face. You know, you're a black woman in the tree care industry. Don't talk about you being a woman. Don't talk about being a minority or whatever. And I found that that just did not feel authentic. I can't hide who I am. But once I started being honest about who I am and not hiding behind someone else, all of a sudden customers are like, oh my God, Donnie, you're so funny. Donnie, you're awesome. Oh, you're that lady over there. Oh, that's cool. A woman in the tree care industry. So I always, no matter who you are, embrace who you are. If you're a one-legged guy in the tree care industry, you know, embrace the 
you're you're the one-legged guy you know what i mean right. you have really great hair you know you might be that tree guy with the really great hair whatever your unique quality is embrace that and help that let that be a part of who you are as a business person or part of your brand i've just i've just found that embracing who you are actually helps to build your brand you know um and some people say don't build a brand around a person or a personality because then when you go to sell it it's harder to sell or whatever and i think there has to be a balance with that you know um i truly believe that part of the reason why we've grown is because you know i am who i am you know and then there's other companies that have grown is because they are who they are you know they might be the funny quirky you know, nerdy guys that know every technical issue about a tree, but guess what? Customers know to go to that guy for that. So just embrace who you are and, and let it become part of your brand. And you'll be, especially on social media, it builds authenticity, you know? Yeah. So I don't know why I got off on the tangent with that. No, I think that's super, super powerful share right there. You got to be authentic. You got to be yourself. And it truly does not matter. I don't think your nationality, your gender, it doesn't. none of that. If you're yourself, none of it matters. you do good work and you do a good job, people are going to gravitate towards that. That's, that's right. just the way it is. So that's right. anybody listening, just be yourself, do everything according to the way you do it. As long as you're doing a good but job. Be a prof- but be professional. Exactly. That doesn't Take mean sloppy. Yeah, do not be sloppy. I'm not the neatest person in the world, but when it comes to tree care, we're neat. You know, we, we yeah. get the back down, we clean up really good. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, if you're a slob, don't be a slob with your customers. You don't want to be known. Right. You don't want to leave all the logs on the road. No, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that happen before. We've seen that happen a couple of times before. Yeah, no. well, Donnie, thank you so much. When this it comes been, to customers, neat and clean. <laughs> that's it. We have a couple of clients with a slogan. I think it's, we leave your yard cleaner than we found it. You know, so love it. Like that. People, that resonates with folks, right? Yes, so, exactly. Um, exactly. But this has been really awesome. It's been, it's been great learning about your business, Don's Tree Service, how you started it, how you grew it, um, some challenges along the way, how you get a lot of good testimonials and good reviews on the internet. So thank you so much, Donnie, for sharing today. I know it's tough. We both have busy schedules and I appreciate you making the time to do it. It's going to help a lot of people, I think. Well, thank you for what you do. And thank you for uh, letting me be on your show. It was an honor and a privilege. And um, I look forward to maybe talking to you in the future. Who knows? Absolutely. No, the honor is all mine. Thanks for coming on. So guys, this has been another episode of Tree Service Marketing Profits. Thanks so much for joining. If you're on the YouTube channel, click below to subscribe. We have more interviews coming up and more content about tree service marketing. Uh, You can join our free Facebook group, Tree Service Marketing uh, Secrets on Facebook. You can find it. And then if you're on Apple or Google, iTunes or podcasts, just go ahead and like and subscribe and we'll see you next episode. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.